0: Hey, I'm Michelle Yu, and you're listening to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the sports walk, sideline stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. From the Gotham Podcast Studios, Dexter Henry Bryan, Fonseca, and the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, this is episode 41. A lot of crackling there in the water bottle. Sorry about that. When wow. we get our mugs back, that won't be happening.
1: Yeah, that won't, that won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's up, man? 41. Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, you're not going to like one of my choices that I have here, uh, but I feel like I know where you're going to go.
0: <laughs> no, who, as you know, we always have to pick uh, an athlete's
1: number for this Yeah, episode 40, we went with Sean Kemp Yes yes. Michelle, for some are... reason, I thought he wore 42 I had to Google that I, no, 40. <laughs> I just felt like he wore 42 There's no, a Vin, lot of good 42's Baker. coming up, there's a lot of there's good a ones There's a lot of 42's I think I know where you're going I know though. where I'm
0: going for. You know where I'm going for that Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I
1: know where you're going I thought I yeah. made the list, what happened to no, I
0: see it, you got Tom Seaver Miguel Cotto because he had forty one career wins. Yes, I, I, I'm never going to yes. go for the boxers in the career wins. I, I, I'm not. Forty two.
1: I'm going to be pushing hard for one, but you're still not going to. You're still not going to take it though.
0: Captain Munnerlyn. Pause. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Antonio Bethea, Uh I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, it is. Bathea uh, played at Howard, and uh when I dated one of my ex girlfriends who went to Howard. She just reminded me, oh, we have a player in the NFL. A, he's a safety for the Colts.
1: Okay. You weren't mad at her for other reasons? For going to Howard? No, no. Like, was she into him also? No. Oh.
0: <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> but she was happy that someone from Howard made his NFL. Eh,
1: that was all. He's doing pretty well though. He's probably the
0: only one. Uh Buster Screen. I believe he is. Buster Screen. Your boy. Jet, uh safety. Dirk. Glenn Rice. And Roberto Duran. He
1: had a 41 win uh, streak nah,
0: in his career. <laughs> nah.
1: Nah. He's There's not a- that many good 41s, but I know where you're going to go. You're going to go Tom Seaver, right? No, I'm going Dirk. You're going Dirk? I'm going
0: Dirk, man. Greg. Dirk. Uh, I'm going to go Dirk, man. I got to. Me Dirk, right. Dirk kind of, he, he took the big man. He really had such an impact. I agree. Um, in I'm, sport, glad, World I'm, World glad, I'm
1: glad you didn't go Tom Seaver. Why? Are, uh, are you base. anti Tom Seaver, uh, anti baseball? Baseball, you know. what I mean, like, even though forty two, we're probably gonna go baseball.
0: We probably. Well, you better. <laughs> or else. I don't know. I don't know. You might like or James else. Worthy. You know what I'm saying? Not like, that, not that much.
1: <laughs>
0: not that. Not that much. Forty
1: three is gonna be terrible. But forty one, yeah, we'll go with. Uh, we'll I go can't with even Dirk. Think of a forty three. Uh, me neither. We'll have to. <laughs> yeah, I'll be struggling <laughs> to think of a 43 I right don't, now. I'm the one that compiles those lists, so we'll see. With forty one, Matt. Uh, if you're listening, uh, it'll be
0: Matt'll be on it. Yeah, he'll know, he'll know what you do.
1: You're not, you're not for Captain Munerlin. I don't even know who that is. He was, he's a football, he's a corner. He used to play with the Panthers when they were really good, and now he's with the Vikings. I think. Don't remember him. I don't know if he's still with the Vikings. He's like five eight corner. He's slot corner. He's good. I don't know if he's still good, but he's solid.
0: Captain is a strong name, but you got to be nice. Yeah, you can't be captain and be whack. What do you think he is, white or black? His last name is Munnerlyn. He's definitely white. No, he's a black dude. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> goes for uh, Captain uh, Munerlin, m- yo. Hold on. You know what? Why don't even why, hold on? You know what? Shame on me. Shame on. Why? Because a corner? He's a corner. Captain is actual name. It, yes.
1: This is fine. this I'm is cha- your Captain I'm,
0: right here. Wow. Captain Munerlin. Honestly. Let's zoom in on that. His name is Captain. Yes. Honestly, that's shame on me because this this is not even any this this is just pure sports <laughs> and. Sports position stereotyping. Yeah. You can't have
1: that name and not play
0: sports. No, what I'm saying is you haven't seen... Where's the white corners? Where are the white (laughs) corners in the NFL? Uh, Jim Leonard used to be a safety for the Jets, right? Jason Seahorn. I remember Jason Seahorn back in the day. Jason Seahorn. But seriously, who's like a top white... I don't even know if there's any white corners in the NFL.
1: Oh, I don't know what Andrew Sandejo is. I think he's also a safety. Yeah, there's not a... I don't think so.
0: I don't think so, but I'm just saying a numbers game. I should have kind of guessed.
1: Yeah, it's like like, you know, white corners, white running backs. I mean, even though you get your occasional Peyton Hillis, and uh,
0: and and, uh, what's 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 the Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey from Stanford. Yeah, Yeah.
1: but like, yeah, those are things that you don't really see a lot of. I actually like this rabbit hole that we're about to go down. No, it's just interesting. White wide receivers. you don't get that you get more of those, but you don't get that many of those.
0: Not as much as they used to be. Yeah. Shout out I Eric feel.
1: Decker. He just retired. He had a solid career for a third round pick. Oh, he didn't really hang on with well, the, Patriots. the
0: Patriots. I thought he just I thought he just retired. I don't know. Now you guys have the wrong Patriots. information. I know he signed with the Patriots training camp. I don't know if he retired because he didn't I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? I yeah, I was about to say like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like about a Google. I'm like yes, who cares? <laughs> but care yes, Captain
1: Eric. Munderland, black as hell. <laughs> did not, would not have guessed that I'm so glad that you thought it was white I don't think anybody here would
0: guess guessed it I'm not alone in that But I should have known by his position That's what I was wrong Yeah, yeah That's that's why I was a little shocked You can do some racial stereotyping by position in sports you Oh, can. yeah Oh, for yeah sure. you know, up on there. What does Greg have here? No white basketball players I've never seen him with a shoe Shoe deal White basketball players with a shoe did deal Greg in case Gordon Hayward has a shoe deal Or was offered one for was, Did he ever have his like, signature no, nah, like I, like I don't think anybody's. I don't know if anybody's really had one since Larry I Bird. think
1: I think Greg brings up an interesting point. White basketball player with a shoe deal. Uh, I don't know. Jason Kidd never had one. I don't think he so. He
0: did. Did he? he, did. he Anyone buy it? I don't know. you about to buy Rapha- Raphael Nadal sneakers. <laughs> <out here. laughs> oh, we're going back to that from last episode. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're out here about to buy Raphael Nadal. Not, not there's anything wrong with that.
1: I mean... Yeah, it's a lot easier to kind of do that morally, isn't it, than chase
0: the kids. Ouch. <laughs> Considering the history. <laughs> Next fans gonna be loving you tonight. Oh, today. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Anyways, uh on for so we're going with uh we're going with Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, we're going with, we're Dirk. Going with Dirk.
1: Speaking of white guys without shoot
0: deals. Yeah, I would cop <laughs> I would've some Dirk style.
1: Are there Dirks? No, I
0: don't I, don't I know. bet you
1: there are Dirks in Germany. Someone look up, see. Hold on. Somebody
0: probably was rocking the exact. You decided to Google this as opposed to Eric Decker.
1: I mean, I see sneakers, but I don't. there's, the next Dur- There's a Nike Hyperdunk Hyper Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. Nowitzki edition from 2010. Does that count?
0: It does, but it, see, the thing they I, look I, exactly
1: I, like you think Dirk Nowitzki sneakers <laughs> would look like. <laughs> but, uh, see, <laughs> the, the,
0: the thing is,
1: the thing is, they I, look like dad sneakers. I think, but, I know. think
0: what I think what Greg's getting the shit. Well, no as offense, because well, you're a dad. Yeah, I, I hate when people say <laughs> that stuff now too. It's like, yo, <laughs> now you, you get offended, but so like somebody
1: says, this. yo, them Curry's are dad kicks. You're like, hey. <laughs> Relax. I'm like no I'm like,
0: I'm like no. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't rock them. 'em. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not fashionable. The ultimate How about that?
1: what are the the ultimate dad kicks? What a, damn, what are these Nikes that are like they have like gray yeah, trim, they're trash. white, they're white, gray trim, a little bit of blue. What are they called? Odyssey, I
0: think. No idea. No idea. You know what they're called? I think it's called Odyssey. I just bang my ear on the thing. Nah, because these kids try to turn it into some spring shit, like oh, uh, like it and now, now it's like a trendy thing now to have that sugar. I hope no. I hope people
1: could hear Michael's Greg those yeah, those, Mike, Gr- those Greg talking listening. without a mic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks Greg. <laughs>
1: pick pick one of those up and um, <laughs> put the camera down real quick. <laughs>
0: um yeah, anyway. Okay, I'm not talking about Dirk sneakers anymore and not and no Captain Munerlin. No, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm pre- I'm pretty much. Over
1: that. Well, once upon a time a black quarterback was a rare thing, but that's, you know. Yeah we've 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 passed that just not in uh how they're uh
0: they have overcome
1: how they're viewed so to speak
0: yes we haven't got past that unfortunately yeah. yes uh what's going on with you uh i
1: have no, i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out you're trying to figure it
0: out <laughs> oh great
1: i've learned that that's a typical answer for a new yorker in their yeah, 20s that's the
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. It's Especially fine. for a
1: New Yorker You're trying
0: to figure it out. The
1: freelance life, Dexter. You you're know gonna, what I mean? You're gonna figure it out. Trying to trying about, to it. trying to get trying to get paid for my services. Pause. Yes. I don't want people to take that the wrong no, way. Come on. But- <laughs> man, nobody was even <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> I just gotta be ahead of the curve. No, you know what I'm saying? No, no. But you know, no. it's interesting, you know, now now we're basically, you know, it's September. Now we're in September because 'cause we're putting this out in September. Uh, basketball season is finally gonna be here, mm-hmm. so it'll be a lot more things coming. Uh, some fights, I'm sure there's gonna be some more fights. I was at da- so I was at Danny Jacobs' uh, presser recently. He's going to fight face a Sergey. I can't pronounce that last name, but he's gonna face him and he's I undefeated. Gonna, I was gonna say who anyway. Derevyanchenko. Dure- I- <laughs> he's he's good. He's Ukrainian dude, kind of like Lomachenko, uh, who. Don't 3- do that. 390 amateur wins, 20 losses. Don't don't do that. 390 amateur wins, 20 losses. Don't even tease the people.
0: 12 and 0 as a pro, 10 knockouts, like and they have a
1: lot of sparring experience with each other. I was at that press conference. Uh, Heather Hardy's also going to be fighting on that card. I'm Are you excited to, to watch this? Yeah, I actually am. Actually am because Danny Jacobs, uh, this is going to be his third straight fight where he's facing somebody who's young, undefeated, and he his last two fights he didn't put those guys away easily. You know what I mean? Like, he's faced some tough competition, so, and he wants to face Triple G again, possibly Canelo. Uh, they're actually going to fight soon. They're actually going to fight later this month. Now,
0: that I'm excited for, September 15th. That I'm definitely looking forward yeah, to. That's we, something we have to look forward
1: to. We got to go watch that. Yeah. We got to go watch that at, at one of these uh, fine establishments in New York City.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, got, we definitely. We <laughs> if my definitely budget allows
1: it, because I'm cheap. Yes, you gotta are. be in this world, <laughs> yes, but yeah, you know, basketball uh,
0: media day, Nets
1: media day, not too far. A lot of training camp, out. not training, too far. Basketball
0: training camp around the corner.
1: I'm looking forward to uh, Nets coverage this season because, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I think this year they're going to be more interesting. I'm going to be playoffs. I'm going to be all over the place. Yo, so we had our Nets daily roundtable, and I actually, I, I, I first of all, I, I berated our boy Pooch uh, for making me make such a prediction right away because he asked us the question in August in the middle of nothing. But then I was like, you know but what? That's the that's what,
0: that's time for I was
1: like, you know what? Screw it. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to the AC. All you Net fans watching this, listening to this, they're going to the playoffs this year. That's it. 37 wins.
0: I, I, I mean, that might get you in a piece. That's <laughs> the sad that, part. See, that's
1: the thing. I'm not, even, I'm not even saying they're going to get 45. I'm like, no, 37-45, sneak in, get the AC, get uh, bounced in the first round.
0: You know we're what I mean? we're gonna, we're going to save this conversation when we get a little closer to basketball yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went through this with a friend recently about what who are the locked teams to make it in the Eastern They're Conference? There's six. six. And I think we came up with that. We came up with six. And They're we six. were like there's three to four teams battling for the last two spots and none of them are going to excite me to watch them on League Pass. Like I'm not ex- and I think the teams I had were Detroit, Charlotte, Miami, and I think the Nets. I, I mean, the Nets are the most exciting of those teams to watch on League Pass. Interesting.
1: In interesting. Okay. I'm I not know excited about one. any of them other teams. So, so, uh, so I was literally workshopping it. Right. So there was. We're actually going to have a discussion right now. I hope you don't mind. I do uh, mind. So
0: <laughs> I do mind. I hear people trying to say, I hope you don't mind, as if you're not going to say you but
1: mind. The, but the six teams, real quick, we know that they're Boston, Toronto, just Philly. i going to totally ignore that I minded. Boston, Toronto, Philly, <laughs> Milwaukee, Indiana, Washington. You're only left with two more.
0: That's what I said. Yeah. And I told you the, possib- the possible teams, Detroit, Charlotte, Miami, and I would throw the Nets in there.
1: Cleveland, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? I looked at what their over-under Vegas odds wins are for this year. Yeah. And they were at, I think it was 30 or 31. It's either one of those. Oh, Which I, was I, lower than I thought.
1: I actually said Nets got 38 wins in this. So I had Detroit 7, Nets 8, and then Miami 9. And then I think Cleveland, then the Knicks. Where did you have Charlotte? Charlotte, uh, nope, not in the playoffs. You have worse than the Knicks? You no, know, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I said Miami 9 And then that was it The Knicks are 10 But I could change my mind Because I could do that now Once we get new information You know Somebody tears I'll, an ACL I'll, You readjust yeah, God I'll, forbid
0: Ask me more when we talk In like October Next month Fine
1: I'll let you be smarter With your predictions All
0: right. well, the good stuff Not is, go out on a limb Good stuff is coming <laughs> Baseball playoffs Pennant races are heating up
1: Is that a good thing?
0: It is a good thing Getting to the playoffs That means the season The long season will be over Yeah <sighs>
1: I it's think a baseball th- should shorten the regular season, but that's
0: a whole other. Discussion. I happen to agree with you, and <laughs> uh, I recently just got to for the first time in my career. I got to go to Little League World Series. That was oh dope. yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, listen, Little League World Series. Okay, I was
1: glad you got to see uh, Team Puerto Rico.
0: Yeah, 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 and um, and actually talk with some of the some of the players on the team. Okay, um, very nice young man, and and uh, my colleague Kenna Kenna Vernon did a great story. On the Puerto Rican team, I did something with the team from Hawaii. You for, for
1: your new people, this is for AccuWeather, by the this way. It's for my
0: job with AccuWeather. Yes. And, um, it's full-time. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> the Little League World Series, okay? it's I have to give them a try. I've covered a lot of sporting events uh-huh. in my career, but this is very well-run. Little I mean, League World yeah, Series. Extremely, okay, I want to hear more about this. Extremely well-run. Yeah, because we I, haven't talked a lot about this. I'm forgetting this guy's name who was the, the head public relations person. He was fantastic. He was on point. Emailed him something. You had a question, got back to you. Set it up. Whatever you needed, excellent. We needed time with the Puerto Rico team. Told us what time in the morning to be there. Was there. Great. I'm not going to out some of the events I've covered. But we've (laughs) both been to,
1: you know, you especially. No, but I
0: try to tell people all the time as a journalist, when you go to events and you see that they're well run or you work with... PR groups that are really good at do, doing their job, I always make it, make it my job to thank those people Yeah. because they're making your job easier. They're, they're going above and beyond to help you do what they want to do, and it's just well-organized. I mean, everything there, it's 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 a large event more than I think what people may think. There's a lot of people coming there. Yeah, It gives a lot of money to the town of Williamsport in Pennsylvania, small town. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come in from central Pennsylvania to watch these games. They bring their kids. It is free admission for everybody to come in. All right? I didn't know that. The only thing you pay, yeah. It's free admission for people to come in. You only pay for the food in the grounds. Yeah, I figured. That's that. all. That's all you pay for is the food and anything else free you want. To I did not know that. That's good. It's beautiful. You do that. You, you've seen some people have seen this on TV. It's two nice, really stadiums. There's a couple more fields they have in the complex, but there's two main stadiums. One is the really big one where they play all the games that are on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the people to sit in the grass on the slope in the outfield. And I also did another story where I went up to this, this the hill. I forget the name of the hill. Lamade Hill. Yeah, Lamade Hill. And the kids are sliding down there. The kids are crazy. Those kids. Are crazy. I saw Kevin Nagande do it on Sports Center with a I full was suit going. On. I was going to do it. And I'm gonna be honest. I went up the hill, and I because you know I've you know this. I've torn my have Achilles. A torn Achilles. Going the up the hill. Not currently a torn yeah, Achilles. I, was, I was tore it six years ago. But yeah. going up the hill, man, if that didn't make me feel old so quick, man. Whoa, it was really? like I was like I just was like, yo, you gonna try to go down the hill? And I was like, no, because going down would have been worse than trying to come up. Going yeah. up was like fine, but going down, I was like. Uh yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but no event was that's rugged. a metaphor
1: that could be used in a lot of other areas. We'll leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> wow. <All right>. Wow.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I I I, th- I really, <laughs> yeah boo-, <laughs> boo 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 you. you, you can your own yeah, time. you get booed off if you were a comic. Our uh, producer engineer Caleb would totally agree with this
1: listen man I'm he should have booed you i'm just he trying to muted you for that i'm just for 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 the time that we're here i'm just trying to make your life a little more difficult
0: but go ahead yeah difficult not not entertaining difficult <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear on that anyway it was really good watching the baseball was good the storylines around it obviously like you said puerto rico uh the team coming you know living in puerto rico coming from hurricane maria last year talking to some of the kids about one, a year ago yeah. yeah one kid who he lost his family completely lost his house mm. um you know, talking to those kids, and the thing I got from the teams, and especially from the Puerto Rican team, more so than when we talked to the wine team, okay. was just the gratitude, man. Just the, the gratefulness that they just had for life, as everybody should, and being there. And that was dope to see, even from from people so young. Um, kids who were, you know, anywhere from like 11 to 13. Yeah. Just having that kind of gratitude and everything they've been to and not having fields to practice on and still being able to get there. Um yeah. Just dope, man. So dope to be around that that experience. Little League World Series. I, I'm glad I got to go. I would tell anybody, if you have a chance to go check it out, I know it's kids playing baseball. is not the highest level of baseball, but there were some good games, and these kids were really into it. Some parents were into it a little bit too much. Yeah, but, we talked about
1: that on the podcast. Yeah,
0: but they were they were really into it, and it was dope, man. I had a good experience. It was fun. I got sick like the last day, but it was good. And I got to see some of my New York sports fans' friends who worked in the media that I hadn't seen in a while, so that was really cool. So that was dope. And going back to, like, Puerto Rico real quick, like, a lot of those, you
1: know, countries from, like, the Dominican Republic also, like, yeah, they really, really cherish that. That's why, like, I, you know, I'm one of those people that, obviously I'm Puerto Rican in case you're new here, and, I, <laughs> and I highlight, you know, like, uh, when Jose Pedraza recently yep. uh, defeated Ray Beltran for the uh, lightweight title, and I was like, hey, there's seven world champions from the island now, including Amanda Serrano and Cindy Serrano. Uh, two women that have world titles now so uh yeah you take the time out to kind of highlight those things because you know bigger countries like the united states which we're allegedly a part of uh take that for granted you know what i mean and things like that so yeah i feel like that's important to highlight that for those smaller countries like cuba they're very good at boxing as well and at baseball you know and they they have guys that you know for a long period of time you know would try have you ever seen brothers of exile i told you about this before right Orlando Hernandez, and it's so good, it. man. It's so good. If anybody, anybody who's watching, listening to this, "Brothers in Exile," tell me like that is not one of the best things you've probably. Ever I gotta seen. watch that. You told it's me really it's really good because you know you get, and without giving too much away, spoiler alert, although it came out four years ago, uh, you know, it, you're given a true glimpse into what it's like, just being from there, trying to get to America. You know what I mean? All right. those different times. And Levon Hernandez had to go through a lot before he finally make it. But he went really young. Orlando Hernandez was a little bit different because he had a family situation. Yep. And then you hear these stories like Guillermo Rigondeaux, who, you know, fought Vasil Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Great boxer, though. Uh, and he had... On that fight. He, yeah. But he, you know, for a long time was an amateur. Uh, great amateur, too. Turned pro, like, later in his 20s. Became one of the best in the world. And he was somebody who, you know, left his family behind and couldn't go back to see him. Ed Lara, same thing. You know what I mean? Except like he ended up bringing his family with him. I think for a period of time. So he's from Miami now. Uh, but yeah. So a lot of those things we, you know, I think I think the Little League World Series. You know, it was good because you get to find out th- some of those kind of stories yeah, as well. Nah, he, Although obviously not with that level of magnitude because they're not yet adults, but some of these kids like they go through the same
0: thing. Yeah, no, and it was it was really good hearing from those kids, and then even the um the Hawaiian team because we had Hurricane Lane about to hit Hawaii, and I did the story. Yeah, of that. yeah, and yeah, they I saw end- that. they ended up winning the entire thing. Yeah, um, you know, beating South Korea and shutting out. And that's their third um the League World Series title. So that that was really good, and it was, it was really good. And, and I the is that why to...
1: Benny Biani was trending that day? That yeah, that's won? that's that's why okay. that's why he was trending. And, okay.
0: Um, the I think after their win, when, when I forget what night it was that I was there, but I think it was the first night I was there. You know, I because when you go into the press conference, it's a lot of they just keep it to the game. So I talked to the PR people and said, "Hey, you know, from AccuWeather, we want to ask them about." I want to ask the team about you know the, the, the hurricane, hurricane coming yeah. and how they would be with that, and they they told me yeah, yeah you know it's cool just don't you know don't make it too long, but it's cool. And I asked the, the coach um, two questions, and the manager, excuse me, um, uh, his last name is Oda. I'm, f- I'm forgetting his first name right now, um, but he was really emotional, man. Yeah, I posted, I, tw- I saw that. Yeah, I yeah, posted, yeah. I posted the clip on on Twitter, and I asked him, and nobody asked about that, and it was he was just really emotional. About it, he, had, he stopped in the middle just talking about what it meant for his team to do that and how they hoped they were inspiring other people. And hopefully they did. They won the whole thing. Yeah. So I know it's been tough for them back home. A lot of flash flooding and things in Hawaii, but you know that's the good thing about sports. Sometimes when you see stuff like that, when yeah. you can hit, see, do those kind of stories. And, yeah, it's it's yeah. almost
1: like it's almost like journalism matters. Oh my god,
0: ah, it does. <laughs> no, but it, you know, you know what? It it does. And and for what I do now, even in doing stuff around weather, it's nice when you could tie that in yeah. to see how weather impacts people and how other things can, that the weather's impacts people. How something else can impact them, maybe be a distraction for them, or or give them hope, or see how these kids are keeping their spirits up and to win something despite what was going on back home yeah. for the kids in Puerto Rico to make it to the um, international championship game, despite, you know, so much of their country, not getting the relief that they need to be getting um, and still trying to build themselves up from what happened last year. Yeah. And to, you know, they're playing a, a game and they're putting smiles, mouths in their faces and it inspires you. That's why you got to, Keep working hard and doing more. There's a lot of people going through some stuff. Oh, we're gonna be... know, we're gonna get into that. <laughs> a lot of people going next. through some stuff, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of people always complaining too, and this is why gratitude matters. So that that's something I took away from the League World Series is that's that, good. Yo, man, be, be be grateful. You know, be be grateful. Um, we should all be grateful. We're all blessed to be breathing and doing what we're able to do, um, no matter what that is. And if you're not, you should try to find and do what it is that you like to do. Um, and we'll get we'll get into more of that because Brian. All right. Sent me last week. Brian was on. I don't know what he was on. He was what? On something. <laughs> what? He was I'm on trying to, email, I don't remember. He was on his email, kick sending me these these videos of different things, and he sent me a. I was in the YouTube. rabbit He hole. sent me a video <laughs> from the Joe Rogan podcast. I did. And I I was on. I was going home. I was on the train. I watched like half of it, and then I was listening to it when I got home. I was cooking some dinner. And this video that Brian sent me, we're gonna get into this after this segment. This video I found to be extremely inspirational. Mm-hmm. I was just like I had to call Brian. Like, yeah, I'm so good at called, called him me. after. I was like, <laughs> yo, this is this is dope. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it wh- comes
1: it came at a time where we both needed to hear that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From well, somebody at that level.
0: Yeah, I, I just felt like a lot of it was principles I knew, but to hear the way it was delivered, I thought it was dope. Right. We'll talk about that more when we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. It Ain't Hard to Tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http.com. Colon backslash backslash T dot pub backslash L I C backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. Welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter, Henry, Brian, Fonseca here, episode 41, the Dirk Nowitzki episode. Yeah. And we're going to get Greg a pair of those Dirk Nowitzki's <laughs> to rock. Greg is our, our cameraman here. Um, Before the break, we talked about a video you sent to me from Joe Rogan, and basically, you know, the topic of this video Mm -hmm. was to inspire people, basically to get off their ass and get their lives together. And the other dude was Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin was on it too, yes. And they both had excellent points, basically about getting off your ass and getting stuff done. Yeah. Right. Especially
1: in today's age. In today's age. Yeah. And the
0: thing that, that you know, you sent this to me and the thing that really hit me with it, and I found motivation. I hope people can probably take this from what we do too, was that I think Joe Rogan and Dan Collins' point was that, look, a lot of people out there are working every day, yeah. working jobs, nine to five, They're overworked. Yep. And probably underpaid. underpaid. Yeah. Most likely underpaid. Most likely. And. They come home, and there's a lot of people out there who have, have ideas, want to do different things, mm-hmm. want to try different things, but they're so burnt out from their jobs. They get home, they're like, nah. Don't got the energy. Now nah, I'm going to just do this Netflix and chill, and that's it. Yeah. Right? And can you blame them? No. I don't blame them because of the capitalistic society that we're in the way it's structured and the way it works is that they're meant to feel that way. The thing that Joe Rogan was talking about, among all that, that really hit me mm-hmm. was and i thought that we were just on the same wavelength with this he talked about the way our society is the way our, the capitalistic society we live in here in america and also the educational system how it's just designed for most people to be worker bees right to work for a company yep. and think that that's the best way that they can move up and i'm not trying to just crap on all companies because there are good companies out there that actually do care about people. Most of those are probably small businesses but that actually are startups that actually are trying to build something Mm -hmm. but actually do care about people and what they're trying to do. But I think for a lot of people the question was are you really fulfilled in what you're doing? Are you getting up every day? Are you doing something that you love? Right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah, you can have a job that maybe is what you got to do to pay the bills. Um, You know, our engineer here Caleb, he works here at Gotham Podcast Studio, but he's also a comedian. That's like his real passion. Right. Not No shout outs about what he's, no casting no aspersions to what he's doing now because he loves uh, producing these podcasts. Right. But <laughs> he also has something he's working to. So, what? my point is that you can work at a job and still work on your passion, and you need to do something like that to be fulfilled. And Joe Rogan's point was today, with the internet and everything you could do, you can create. You can do this. Yeah. And the reason Brian and I called Brian about this and I was so inspired about it, I said, man, this, this really connects a lot to what we have done. Yeah. And still trying to do. And still trying to and do. It. Trying to do. Yeah. And it is coming up, we, you know, by the time we do our, our next episode, we're coming up on a year that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. And for people, I think we spoke about this in the first episode, for people who don't know, Brian was the one who came to me with the idea to do the podcast. I wasn't thinking a year and a half ago about doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do a podcast. There's a million podcasts out there. You know, everybody's doing which is yeah. not a reason for you not to do something. Because but there's it's a funny becau- things out there. It's
1: funny because like right before that though, that was kinda like, oh man, we could, but like, like I was fighting with the idea before I even came to you about it, just because it, you know, it's kind of an oversaturated market for that now. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, yo, we can do this. Better than a lot of other people, for lack of a better way of saying that. Yeah,
0: just I, I think And in indifferently the, and things like Joe that. Joe Rogan made the point in the video I thought was another excellent point, which just because there's a lot of people doing something isn't a reason for you to not to do it. There's a lot of comedians out there. It's not a reason for Caleb to not still be a comedian. Right. There's a lot of photographers out there, cameramen, and Greg is doing our video here. It's not a reason for you not to do it. You just believe in yourself, and you go out there and you do it better than everybody else. Yeah. And I believe in that. I think when you have that attitude, you can create great stuff. Yeah. And even if people have this, I think there's this thing that goes out there that everybody has to like what you do. Lesson Rule number one, everybody ain't gonna like what you do. Yeah. And I don't like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Right? That's, yeah. that's fine. That's fine, There's yeah. enough people in the market share the way things are so open with the internet that you can get enough people to mess with what you do. And we've built people that have followed what we do and like love listening to our podcast or the guests that we've been able to have on. Mm-hmm. And we're very blessed to have been able to use some of the connections we have to get some friends that we have in the industry, athletes that we know, musicians, hopefully some more coming up. Mm. these are the things that can happen no, that's and, a tease right but you had to you had to tap into what you have and work that and make the most of the opportunity and when i was when i watched this video i called brian i was like yo man i'm ready to go your work. like i just wanted to do more I'm about a cut
1: mad clips right now and you did
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no but you know, you know no because one of the things i took from it too there's so many things i took out of that video and i really encourage people to go look at it um joe rogan dan carlin I don't even remember what it was called, but if you look it's at-
1: It's called Create the Life You Want to Live. Create the Life You Want to which Live. Which is basically the, you know, the premise of that conversation. Yeah, and I know somebody
0: be like, oh, well, why are you here? You're shouting out another podcast. Because I listen to other podcasts. Yeah. I, we listen to tons of other podcasts. Here at the Gotham Podcast Studio, we're part of a network of other podcasts. Yeah. So we listen and collaborate with other people, and that's how you can also help to build your stuff. Yeah. That's also the beauty of today, right? You can collab with people. There's people Brian has known that we've brought his this podcast- as people we've known through other friends, it could be anybody else we knew that was part of the, the family that brought people on. That's the beauty of the internet, you don't gotta wait for somebody to do something for you. Yeah, that's how I started backpack broadcasting to even be able to do this podcast. I didn't wait for anybody to do it, I said I wanted to have more opportunities to report, and I did it, and it got me to other places. I want to go. There's no need to wait for anybody, and I think that should motivate a lot of people out there. You don't have to wait for somebody to do what it is you want to do,
1: yeah. And granted, yeah, it's tougher for other people. You know, some people are in situations where, you know, you have to sort of have those jobs where, hey, maybe there's rent to pay and things like that. But, you know, you have to just find the energy, I guess is lack of a better way of saying it, to just really go out and work on your passion projects. Because going back to Joe Rogan, he has said that when he started the podcast, he didn't have the idea of, oh, this will supplement You know, This would bring in some more income that maybe I'm not getting from comedy. It was just a passion project. They just built it and built it and built it and built it, and and now it's become what it is. When we started this Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, and it still is very much a passion project. Who the hell knows where we're going to end up taking it? Obviously, we have big goals and aspirations and things of that nature, but- Still, at the same I, time, I think it's
0: dope. I just I'm somebody who tries to live in the moment. I think it's dope where it is, and I'm enjoying that. Of yeah. course, there's more places you want to go, but yeah, from where it started to where it is, um, just in the space we were in to where we are now to some of the other things that we're able to do, or the connections we're able to make. That's dope, and what people should also take from that that I think Joe Rogan talked about. It takes time. Yeah, you got it. It takes and time. And that's to get what, what I ha-
1: That's what I've really had to learn is that. And it's funny because one of my friends. Uh, is going to start her own podcast very, very soon. Yeah. And she kind of consulted me about this, I guess, the other day. And we were just talking about, because she was, like, going through the steps and things like that. What I was trying to basically stress the most of is it takes time. It takes patience. It takes consistency. And you have to enjoy it. You know what I mean? All those things. Like, doing a podcast is easy if you just want to, like, just do a podcast. But... If you want to be consistent, if you want to have a certain level of quality, if you want to make sure you're still enjoying it, even though you're putting in the work, all that stuff is that comes with it. You have to be ready for that. That's the hard part. You know, trying to stand out. That's the hard part. Getting Sky Zoo one week and Howard Beck the week after or whatever, however order we did that. That's not easy to do. Nor is it, you know, something that people will always try to do. Some people just want to do it just to talk and have their own
0: outlet, which is fine, too. And that's fine. And we, we've been fortunate enough to use the connections that we had within the sports industry to get certain guests or people telling us, hey, we'd like you if you bring this person on and sometimes listen to that. Or people that maybe hadn't been on certain platforms to give them a voice to do that. And we hope that eventually turns into some some bigger things, yeah, um, which, which we may have in the future. But I think that the first, the hardest part, I think, really always is, is doing it. With anything in life, and 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 the reason I think we even talk us, we talk a lot of sports and hip hop, but this is just so important I think to talk to people about just doing stuff. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of younger people out there. I've mentored in, in journalism, sports journalism, and I tell them all the time. It's like do your own stuff, or start doing your own stuff, or connect with people that are doing that because that's how you're going to be able to to do, get things done. Yeah. You know. I remember, um, man. This is this is uh this is eight years ago but i remember no this is more than eight years ago Oof. my my out of college my mentor and i think i spoke about this a little bit before on on the podcast mm-hmm. my mentor kind of is one who told me you should start doing your own thing something with backpack journalism and that's how backpack broadcasting came about yeah he's like you really need to do your own thing the mo- whenever i look back at it i'm gonna always say because i didn't do things the traditional route as a journalist i didn't Go to a small market, and Michelle, you, who was our guest here previously, she was one of the people that told me back in two thousand seven, 2008, 10 years ago, mm. was like, "You don't have to leave New York." You, we spoke about this the first time we had her on. Yeah, you can do it, and she was a supporter of me doing my own thing. And doing the own thing has built into doing this podcast, or the Sports Walk web series, or sideline stories, things that I didn't even think I was going to create five or six years ago. Yeah, but now doing those things that has got me so many opportunities. Is what got me to News Twelve. Is what got me on Nets Daily. It's what I think those things matter, and it gave me to where I am now with AccuWeather. AccuWeather. Um, you never know where what you create is going to take mm-hmm. you, but now the thing I love about today that's better than people who grew up in this industry 20, 30, 40 years ago is you can do it. There's nobody. There's literally nobody stopping you. If you want to invest a little bit of money, and sometimes it doesn't even take a lot of money nowadays in time. Mm-hmm. Look, there's people out there doing shows on lower quality, on their phones. Maybe not the best quality, but hey, they're doing it, man. Yeah, that's the they're thing, too. They're putting this stuff out there. That's the thing, too. Now,
1: it's 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 not a big... It's not a huge risk, worst-case scenario. You know what I mean? Like, you probably wouldn't lose out on a lot of money trying to put your idea to work. Whatever idea it is that you have, depends no. on practice.
0: No, and, and here's the thing. It, you know, it might not work out in terms of what you think it may work out. I think a lot of times people put this has to happen for it to work out or that has to happen mm-hmm. instead of actually focusing on making things better. Yeah. Every time you put it out, if you did that, you, can, you put the work into that, it can get better. You, yeah. you And like you said, you put out a podcast, you can't get down or video the first time. Man, I only got five views. Yeah. I remember my we, first- We've been there. Yeah. I remember <laughs> my there's, first there's some Backpack weeks we put video. Out. Yeah,
1: there's some weeks we put out episode. I'm like, damn, is... did we didn't do better than this. But, you know, but whatever. And, but I never felt the episode because, was bad. Because, and this is- one of the points that Joe Rogan made too, and I agree with this, and we know this from some experience, that it's not necessarily about whether you have one or, two, or one, only one or two hundred people watching, listening to you. Who are those people? Because that matters too. You, you might go. get somebody, you know, from somewhere who sees the talent. And they're like, "Hey, we want you to do some stuff for us." Whatever the case may be, and and
0: I've had that experience happen many times yeah so that's why i would tell people don't don't get too infatuated with the numbers people do to some degree and joe rogan said that he made that point he's like all you need is that one person out of whatever it could be five people to mess with your show and that one person out of the five sees season it is like yo I, I like what you do i could put you in this place or that yeah. place and you never know as connections work out connections happen in all weird kinds of ways yeah. so you know sometimes just embrace that and just enjoy enjoy the pro- – people have to – you have to enjoy the process, man. Yeah, because maybe – You got to enjoy the process.
1: Because maybe the show itself doesn't blow up necessarily. However, because of the platform you created for yourself, that can take you to, oh, now you're going to be working with this network and you're going to have some form of creative control. Or you're going to be a talent at this place. You know, you're creating avenues in that way. Like back in the day, if you wanted to get on radio, for example, which I guess, you know, podcast, radio, whatever – That's the equivalent. Now, if you wanted to get on radio back in the day, you probably would have had to have the overnight shift at a really local, local, localized station, you know, covering sports or covering news that you don't really want to cover like that. But you're just trying to break in and you're doing like three to seven a.m. or one to five a.m. and things like that. and You're not getting that much. And then you have to work your way up the ladder in that company. And then a lot of times you're going from company to company to company. Now you can just do it yourself. And it. and make the are, companies come to
0: you. Yeah, and you're not going to make as much, but you know, if it's your passion, just go after it. And the thing is, I think we know this if you're putting out the stuff that you believe in and you think is good and you think is authentic, no matter what it is you do, mm-hmm. if you do it enough, people mess with you, people are going to like it. And they're going to decide whether they want to pay for it, if you can make it profitable, if other companies want to mess with you and do it. It can happen, but I think you have to have that belief in yourself and what you do. And here's the thing like, there's a lot more people that can be putting out and producing great stuff that could give them some fulfillment because that's a, that's the other part of it. It's not just financial. You have to also feel good about what you're doing. So when you go home, you feel good. It's like, yeah, this podcast is a labor of love. Yeah. You know, right now we're putting in extra work. We both have jobs. We do this. People who help us on this podcast. They have jobs, They do this. But you know when I go home at the end of the day and I'm putting some together, we're cutting some clips and doing something, I feel good. Cause I know I put out something that's good. So, you know, I feel like the message is like, yo, everybody's out there. You're listening to this podcast. You're watching this podcast. We love you and appreciate your support. But, like, yo, you can do your own thing, too. You you can get up off your behind yeah. and do something. Find whatever that is that, fu- that fulfills you. You can find it. And the other thing I thought Joe Rogan hit on. Mm. And now, for me, as a parent, I found super dope was like, yo, teach your kids to do that, too. Yeah. Okay? Don't teach your kids this cycle of... Oh, you got to do this. and You got to work for somebody. Yeah. And you're, just, you're repeating the same cycle. This is a fight I've had with people who've been older at certain points and members of my family because they're just stuck into the old way of doing something. They, they don't realize that things have changed or are still still changing. So their whole thing was just like, yo, the, 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 for a lot of people, not parents, it was just get a good job and work there for 25 years. And take your pension and retire. You it's different now. It's not. It's not the game anymore. Yeah. And sometimes those older folks don't understand that. And if you're teaching your kid that today in 2018, you are doing your kid a disservice. Yeah. Because that's not. That's not what the game is. I tell everybody, control what you can do. I tell Greg who's shooting our video right here. Yo, Greg, get your camera. You got ideas. Do them. Shoot them. Yeah. What's stopping you from putting them out? There should be nothing to stop you from putting them out. Only can stopping you is yourself. Fear. But fear too. Fear yeah. can stop you. Yeah. Fear, fear, but fear comes from you, <laughs> yeah. regardless. That's you, you a, gotta, that's a you feeling gotta, that you, you have. You got to jump. It's not easy to jump. And you were saying that before. They're telling you hunger It's not easy to jump. But if you want to get anywhere, you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it, man. So, like, you know, we wouldn't be here. We're just, it's just not people. We're not speaking from a holier-than-thou perspective. Yeah, we don't want to sound preachy. No, nah, it's not to sound preachy. <laughs> but I like motivation. I want people to be motivated. I want people to feel like I felt when I heard that video that's like, yo, go do something. Yeah. Like, there's, like, you can you can create something, too. There's no special gift we have or blueprint for us to have done what we've done. There's nothing special about it. There are certain things that have given us access to have the things we've had. Yes, and that took years of work, too. Yeah. But there's nothing special. Everybody can go and create. And I love supporting independent creators. You know that about me. Yeah, me too. I love supporting other creators. I love collaborating with other people. I love seeing that. I love people doing anything that they love to do, and I support that.
1: Yeah, I find a level of inspiration in uh, what just happened with Joe Budden. In terms of getting that Spotify deal Even though yeah,
0: like man. You know it's it's a little
1: different because he's Joe Budden But at the same time he's had a he worked lot for it though. He's had a lot He's had a lot of trials and Tribulations and things like that that he's had to Overcome it wasn't an easy road for him either oh. And he waited and waited and waited And he touched on that in his podcast too about the Struggles of just you know trying to get A deal are they ever going to get a deal And then three years later after they Started probably more than three years And They ended up with getting Spotify.
0: And that's three years. And
1: he's got the Revolt deal now, too. So, like, you know, obviously all
0: these things take a lot of work. The things that you want to really achieve all take a lot of work. Yeah, but you got to believe. You have to have what I call that unshakable belief in yourself. Yeah. You know, we talk about sports here all the time or or hip-hop artists. And the ones who are great and the people we've seen that we deem great, they had that same unshakable belief to – be able to do what it is yeah. exactly the I they view want myself to do. as an artist. I view yeah. myself in that light. I think all creators are. I think <laughs> yeah. creators, I think anybody that's creating is, you know, and that's that's essentially what I do, whether it's me in the journalistic side or the things I do behind the camera That's art. Edit, it's art. That's art. We create writing is art. Recording like, fighting is art even yeah, but like, all mean, those things are art. And the thing is you you know, that's again to bring it back is you gotta just put your stuff out there. And you know, we have and we that's why we appreciate the support of people and the things they've done You know, through Patreon or stuff we've done with Sideline Stories and Sports Walk. Yeah. All that stuff. I remember last year. This is just real. I remember last year in May, I I had the idea to do the web series Backpack Broadcasting original to Sports Walk for quite some time Yeah, before I actually did it. And I was sitting in May and I was thinking about doing it. And then I was just like, man, you know what? I was like, man, if I do I'm this... Is, do I don't it. know if anybody's going <laughs> to like this Are they going to feel the way it's done. It's just somebody walking around, talking about different... I was like, you know what? I don't know if anybody's going to really feel this. I yeah. was doubting myself. Yeah. Yeah, I know I might come across very confident, but I was this doubting was, this myself. Is, and this, in May, it was, was
1: around a- the time the podcast idea f- was floated out there. It was floating us. out there. So yeah. I was
0: doubting it and I forgot who I spoke to about it. I think I talked to... I think it was... You know, producer Matt Finese I spoke to him about it. And I think Lewis, our director of photography, and they were like, yo, no, that's, that, that idea is dope. And they said I should do it, and then I did it. I'll never forget this day. The day I shot the first two episodes, which Brian was the second episode. Yeah. It was a rainy day in yeah. late May. Yeah. I remember it was like just before my daughter's birthday. And I was like, I got up that morning, and I called Naomi Gray, friend of the podcast, who was in the first episode. Yeah. And she knew we were scheduled, we were going to shoot it. And she was like, oh, you still want to do it? It's like pouring. And I was like, I remember the week I had. It was crazy. I had no other day off right? to do it. If I wanted to get it out by June 1st, 2017, which was the first day of the sports world, yeah. I got it done. And the thing I remember about, and I always will feel fulfilled about, is I said, nah, you know what? You got to go out there and do it that day. I don't care if it's raining, pouring rain. I got some rain gear, Threw it on the camera. Now we got an umbrella. Put an umbrella up. We went out there. Walked in the rain. Brian shot later when it wasn't raining as hard. And we got it done. And then mm-hmm. we did 13 episodes that season. And we're about to... We have nine episodes in for this season. And it's going good. It was selected for the NYC Web Fest last year. Stuff I wouldn't even have imagined That's true. just by doing... It. And you know what the funny thing is? I haven't made a dollar off that show. But I love producing that show. Yeah. I, I shoot, I've shot all the but episodes you, this season you, with myself. You, I love you, doing it. You probably will at some point. So, yeah, you know, I, be- I, be- I believe it. I, I believe it. People like it. I, I think I think it's grown. But I, just, I actually like doing the show because I like the opportunity to give sports fans. And that's the joy I get out of it. Yeah. It's not all monetary. There's a filming and doing this, a labor love. I've done it the last two summers and I'm sure we'll do it again for season three, but I, I love doing it. And I love that, you know, even a place I work at for a full-time job allows me to still do my own independent stuff. Um, so that's, that's dope too. If you can get with places, that allow you to be free and be that's, independent that's what, that's... to, to, to really hone that's your, I'm chasing, hone, hone your skills. <laughs> um, that's good. Because yeah. when when I when I even took an interview with my current job, mm-hmm. they knew about they they looked at my resume, they looked at the stuff I produced great and they liked that and they were intrigued by that. That made me I was like, Wow, that yeah. was shocking
1: to me. And because it's like and I'm in that sort of position where, you know, I'm not gonna lie, but you know, you search and things like that, but you feel like all the things you do could come as a hindrance because some of the people are like, Oh, I'm gonna wanna tie you down to, you know, whatever this thing is. And, you, you know, you're doing so many things. So it's like they might not see, hey, let me get somebody else with less experience. Let me get somebody else who isn't as accomplished so I can pay them less. I That's used, sort of the fight that people... Yeah,
0: and I used to be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And I used to fear that too. Like, yo, do people look like I'm too old? over the place? I don't feel that anymore. No, because now... Nah, I just don't. I'm just but, like, but you're I, lost. I think there was a place. <laughs> I think there was a place in time in journalism where people looked at you doing certain things as a negative and it did stop you from getting jobs but i think if things shift and people in certain positions are getting a little bit younger than they were there they're starting to see that that's actually an advantage you being more diverse is an advantage i believe diversity is key in journalism i believe it's key in everything you do having multiple skill sets is advantageous i think people start to see that it used to look people used to look down upon it but i do think that's shifting
1: I do think that, uh, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, college. I do think that to some degree, well, it depends everybody's situation. When you go to school, is different, but I do feel like that the educational system, so to speak, does somewhat of a disservice to you know the true creators out there for the most part Cause it I don't, because it doesn't encourage it. doesn't encourage it. Yeah, I I remember like, well, my experience probably wasn't as negative as other people's, but I don't ever recall being encouraged to do a lot of the things I'm doing now. I kinda of just took it upon myself and figured out I could do it and then I was just like, I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I've learned a lot more in the last couple of years just kind of being on the job and just freelancing all over the place last few years than, you know, my four years at the school.
0: I think <laughs> I think that all the people in my life that I would definitely say are important to me in my career were people that that I liked from elementary school to middle school to high school to college um, to relationships or family have all been people that have encouraged me to do more, be creative. Those yeah. are some of my favorite teachers. I get that more now.
1: Um, I see, But looking Outer back, school.
0: I see it more. Those are the people that are really important. They're the people that said, yo, you can do this. Um, you got the talent to do this. You should be pushed You should be pushed to do this. Whether it was my, um, my English teacher, sixth grade, a Phillipa Scholar, uh, Miss Hyde, who encouraged me to, to, you know, write more and do a storytelling contest. Something a lot of people don't know about me. Um, I was the 1996 Brooklyn Storytelling Champion. Um, yeah, so dropping some knowledge That's something I haven't shared shared with a lot of people. I was that, and I did that. I went to, and I lost in the city finals that year. Um, Damn. Yeah, went to the city finals. It was Brooklyn champion, went to the city finals that year. Who'd you lose to? I don't remember, man. I was too pissed, <laughs> I was too pissed to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Sidebar, real quick. Story. I'm all for holding grudges that, sometimes. That day, it's not a grudge. Right, that fine. day, that day taught me a lot. That day taught me a lot. A lesson. There's a lesson in that day. when losing. I, lo- I learned a le- valuable lesson in that. You have to keep your focus no matter what's going on. Mm. That's something I'll say for another podcast when I, I get deep in that story. But you got to keep your focus no matter what's going on around you to perform at a high level. So I learned that even in losing, yeah, and that's not always easy. I won. I, I learned a valuable lesson in that. But I have that. I have my mentor I talked about from college, yeah. Jamoke Davis, who's the uh, video producer for the Washington Wizards. He's somebody encouraging me to do a lot of my own stuff. Every time he sees me, he's like, yo, man, I'm so happy with what you're doing because he pushed me to do that. Because I think he actually saw it like you're not going to just – he believes in that you got to do from within and, and push stuff out. You can't just – fall into these structures of these jobs and think that that's the only way to rise up
1: yeah exactly i feel like we all get a few mentors that really really stand out to us like even even at the even at the educational level because for the most part you're sort of brought in there it's just be like everybody else
0: but there's some of the, the ones that stand out aren't like everybody exactly. else. Exactly. telling you not you, to do that.
1: Exactly, because, you know, school is kind of designed you to just keep the wheels going and just yep. keep you, you know, have you fulfill this and you do that, but you're not, you know, there's not a level of creativity there all the time, but the professors or the teachers or the mentors that you do get that are encouraging you, hey, you could go out, take chances. That's the most important thing about this is in order to do all these things we're talking about and just being creative and things like gotcha. that, you have to take chances. Yeah, but you... The, even if it co- even if it means costing you money to some degree, like, you have to because the payout at the end, the reward at the end, not just financially, but just for your feeling, just for your soul, you know, it'll feel a lot, lot better when you accomplish what it is you want to accomplish.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, a lot of times I don't think, people, you know, people may not understand the work that goes into stuff or, or behind it, but there's a lot of people creating out there that are putting a lot. in And, and still, even though it's not bringing them the immediate financial gain. Yeah. It might feel good for the soul. I know that's how I feel at the end of the day, and I'm I'm definitely definitely happy about that. But you're right on the educational part that you're just kind of taught uh, to just. I was there not be, that long to ago. Be so. to, and, you know it starts so young because I was just talking myself day. We're looking for like daycare options for my daughter. And it's like, yo, the kids have to do this at this time. And everybody sleeps at this time. And I'm thinking about my daughter. I'm like, no, she kind of likes to sleep this way. Yeah. Which is not like how other kids might do or do this thing. And it's like already from the time she's two years old, they're trying to, she's trying to be put into a box. And it's just yeah, like that's sort of, it's yeah. like is that really the best way? Like you're kids trying to
1: t- you're trying to teach office hours already.
0: That's what office we're doing. Fi-
1: office hours is a dumb concept too, for the most part. But that's but, but that's why filling out timesheets because like again we talked about this on the Michelle You podcast. But you know yep. you have to work an eight hour shift, but you could get your work done in three hours and get out of there. Why so should you, I be there for eight you hours? You can't get paid as much because you know you can't leave five hours earlier because you're getting paid by the hour.
0: Right. It makes. Mm. But but here's the thing: the, the people have been. And this is just large society as whole. Yeah, these concepts of time sheets, putting in these hours, you go to school in this order, and you do. People have bought into this stuff for so long, and so so far of what they've done, and it's like we have to realize how we're starting it with our kids. And it's like, yeah, if the people really care, I'm like, we. It's a longer discussion, but we need to totally revamp. I like this new wave. We need to totally revamp our educational system, and I think. The revolution in that way is actually coming. Yeah, where I think people are people again people are already getting tired of the system there is as far as work. I think it'll become edu- come educationally too, where people will just other people like me. I've been on this wave for a minute, but it'll be like yo. The way we learn makes yeah. zero sense. I'm already sense. there. And if you create your own opportunities and it works in some form or fashion, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. The only people the only people holding on are people who want the system to be the same because they profit so much about them. it. benefits them. And they don't want other people to get a piece of the pie. Yeah. The problem is the pie is more open and there's really a lot for everybody to get if they want to. Yeah, But there's still going to be some people that are going to hold on to it and you have to open up the eyes. I think that's the what we want to talk about and why we're so passionate about it. Yeah. It's like, yo, man, you can do it. You can get some of the pie. It's going to take some work, but find out what your passion is. Work at it. Go for it. Don't listen to the idiots out there telling you what you can or can't do, exactly. what you should do. Do it your way. Look, somebody out there, there's somebody that likes everything, man. Yeah. We might think. There's we,
1: people that their jobs are, in some of these fields, their jobs are to find people like you. Right. <laughs> yes. They're we, t- we, talent evaluators. we've
0: encountered people like that. Finding people who like we found talent, values who like this podcast. Yeah, all right. We found people in different ways who've done that. There's so there's somebody doing a podcast right now. We talked in a little segment a couple episodes ago about useless animals. There's probably a podcast <laughs> on useless animals. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> like, and, and there's people that really. I, wanna, I, I,
1: if there is, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: email them. Shout so you can out to be a guest. Shout out to the people <laughs> doing the podcast on useless animals. People <laughs> are messing with that and want to see that. And that's the thing, like. No matter what you, whatever you do, yeah. there's somebody that's just is interested in that. Yeah. So why then, if you under, if we can accept that to be true and wrapping this up, yeah. Why would you then tell your kids to go and work and do something that they don't even care about doing? Yeah. When they could find something that they really care about doing and connect with other people who do care about that as well. Why she say to kids, hey man, just just go get a good job. Yeah. The worst get that
1: paycheck. The worst position you could be in is working at a job that you absolutely hate, but you can't leave. That so sucks. That's, just, that's why you have to try and create your own avenues. However, however, however it may come together. And you just have to do it.
0: And another little tidbit we can leave for the people. Yeah. When you're at a job and you realize that you hate it. Like I say, it's not always an easy situation to do. Yeah. Cause sometimes you gotta pay rent. Sometimes you got paid around saying so you gotta do what you do. When you realize that either you hate it because you don't like what you're doing, or that job is screwing you over, or they won't pay you what you deserve. Mm. You know what the best option for you to do is? Leave. 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 The instant you realize the job is screwing you over or it's not serving you anymore. My boy Dave Thomas said this to me a couple months ago. It's never going to get any better. He's right. It's never going to get any better. Yeah. No, no matter how much more money you think you get, it's never going to get better. Yeah. So, absolutely, choose happiness, man. Yeah, choose happiness. Do what you love, and the money will come. I think. I think it all. I think it all takes care of itself, man. Yeah. Choose happiness. You want to be great. I think that's what it. That's what it takes to do it. Sorry, we didn't mean to make this a motivational podcast, <laughs> but we hope that you are motivated. <laughs> right now, I see a bunch of people in here nodding their heads, motivated. Greg, Kayla's, Kayla's yeah, sure right motivated. His next set's gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> No, but, hey, we, we we love what we're able to do and be giving you a podcast and just be able to talk about sports and there's obviously other things, real-life things you can talk about, too. But, hey, get up off your ass. <laughs> do something great. Basically, yeah. Be great, man. Do what you want to do. Fulfill your soul. Fulfill your soul. Yeah. Today, it's, it. it's always it's always a good day to be great. Yeah. That's it for Episode 41, the Dirk Nowitzki episode of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Brian Fonseca, that's my man, Dexter Harry. Until next time, peace. oh, 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 oh